If any of you wake someone up regularly, you know it's not easy, especially since school started, right, parents? Is it always easy to wake up your kids? Isn't it funny how on Saturdays and Sundays they just pop up right out of bed before you would have even woken them up for school? If my kids need something in the middle of the night and they come into my room and try to wake me up, I don't take it well. It doesn't matter how gently they pat, pat my leg and say, Mommy, I gasp and freak out and jump and scream. You think that they were Freddy Krueger and I'm going to be murdered soon. But we're all pretty resistant to having to wake up. We don't like our alarms and for good reason. We set alarms for responsible stuff, right? We set alarms to remind us that we need to get up for work or school. We set alarms to remind us that our cookies are done baking or we need to do whatever task, take our laundry out, take pills, go to the grocery store, all kinds of things. We use alarms to disrupt the flow of whatever we're up to so that we can remember to do what we're supposed to do. The ideas of alarms is to disrupt and remind. Our Romans text this morning tells us, listen to the alarm. It's time to wake from sleep. The text encourages the community to wake up to God's love and stop stumbling through life thinking that the law will make them holy. There were so many hoops to jump through, and they thought, if we could just do it right, everything will be fine. But instead, we're called to live in the complexity of love, which, as it turns out, is a lot harder than jumping through the hoops of the law. You've probably noticed, in whatever time you've lived on this planet, that love and relationships are very messy, there's never a straightforward formula, especially for all the different personalities in our lives, right? There's not a one-size-fits-all to how to navigate relationships. It's human and nuanced and particular and sometimes painful and a lot of times joyful. I wish there was a manual for human relationships that was kind of like an Ikea manual. Wouldn't it be great to see that little guy, you know, that they have in the Ikea thing? He's kind of like not even a block person. He's just, you know, and, and there's no, there's not even any words necessarily. He's just doing the actions and showing the actions. That'd be wonderful. But love, the vulnerable, slippery, and powerful force seems to be much more dangerous than a rule book. Less safe, less predictable, and impossible to Meanwhile, our Ezekiel passage encourages us that it is never too late to change, with some pretty violent language in there. It's never too late to change your minds. It's never too late to about face. Even if you've spent a lot of time going in the wrong direction, it's never too late to turn around. I think that so many times we as a people of faith and just as human beings, get stuck in our ways that we do relationships. Even when things are going well, things are not always easy. But when there is hurt and injury and misunderstanding, it's so difficult to try to find peace. 
And this is where we find ourselves this morning in our gospel. Jesus speaking to how to navigate conflict. This is the only time in the Bible where we see Jesus say church. He never talks about church otherwise. And he talks about it within the context of the inevitability of conflict within the worshiping community. Jesus never talked about church in, in the sense of like how to worship or wow, the sanctuary should be set up, or even if there was going to be a building. Jesus never talked about polity or church structure or committees. Jesus talked about relationships. Jesus knew that the strength of the church was the ability of the people of faith to be reconciled to each other and to God and to do the work of love. Many of us do not like conflict. We have a fight or flight response, right? Some people will do anything, all the things to avoid it, and others will create it out of nowhere. Many of us have learned ways of navigating conflict that keep us alienated from others and keep us from encountering transformative community with God and one another. We've gotten into terrible habits as a species. Violence, war, divisions, schisms, lawsuits, you name it. We have all kinds of ways to navigate conflict that are not very helpful. They don't help in becoming reconciled. But Jesus asks us to hear the alarm, to wake up, to stop investing in ways of life that don't work for us or anyone else and start something new. Jesus invites us to resolve hurt and conflict together as a community of faith, reminding us of the importance of relationship with each other. He starts by saying, reach out. It does not start by saying, first, start by filing an official complaint to this 1-800 number. Nor does it say, just ignore them, they'll go away. Instead, it reminds us that the power and preciousness of each relationship warrants conversation. Jesus then acknowledges that this might not work, right? Which is also very human. That might not work. So if that doesn't work, try this. Try reminding one another of the network that connects us. Try reminding each other of, of the conversations that we have together as a community and hopefully bringing someone else into that conversation will help the perspective. But again, Jesus acknowledges now that doesn't work, which again, Jesus knows us so well. Then rope in the entire community. The entire community then can be a part of the healing. Everyone gets to bear witness to the pain and confusion and hurt. Everyone gets to hold it. Everyone gets to move forward. Then, of course, Jesus says, but if that doesn't work, only then can you let go. I think, church, that we often, in all of our relationships, tend to give up sooner rather than later. But reconciliation is a difficult task that requires persistence. But it's also a two-way street. 
And according to Jesus and the vast evidence of human history, it doesn't always work. So having a way then to move forward, even when we've tried reconciliation and it didn't work, is a part of it too. Acknowledging that we can't control each other. Acknowledging that we can't find a perfect outcome and make it happen. We are a community of individuals who each have their own gifts and each have their own really terrible toxic traits. And we get to try somehow to continue to come together when we hurt each other, when we support each other, when we make mistakes, when we have victories, and in all those ways continue to come to the table together. If you get close enough to someone, they're gonna hurt you. Humans are gonna be human. But there is a path back. So wake up. Embrace your call to be transformed and transforming, to do the hard work of holding your heart open and continuing to pursue reconciliation. The dawn is here. We have a new chance to go. Let us begin.